we have an opportunity today to go basically to uh, live out what we study every week here in this place. The Apostle Paul in the book of Acts. It's interesting when you go and you read about the life of Paul on his missionary journeys when he went into different towns and when he went into different locations one of the things that he did was he went into the marketplaces he went into the areas where people would be gathered and he began to share uh, Jesus Christ matter of fact in those Jewish held areas where synagogue was present one of the things that Paul would do he'd first go into the synagogue and try to have a conversation with the Jews that were there but for the most part Paul would go into the marketplaces and he would go into the locations where the people were and to share with them Jesus Christ. We've got the opportunity today to do the very same thing. Uh, We're going to leave here in a few minutes. Uh, We're going to head out to Gonzales to the Christmas parade and we're going to have the opportunity to hand out these cups and these invitations to invite them to come and join us here, to invite them to a greater, far greater thing uh, in their life than a parade could ever supply for them. And that, of course, is the love of Jesus Christ. So what is it that we're going to share with them? We're going to share with them the very truth of what you and I have in our lives each and every day. If you're here today and you're a believer and uh, you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, the very thing that we have that we have become a recipient of we are taking from this place to offer to those that we will come in contact with and what is that what is it what is this message that we're going to share well it's the very message that paul spoke about when he wrote to the church at rome in romans chapter number five and the first opening verses so if you will turn in your bibles to romans chapter five i want us to look at the first few verses of Romans chapter 5 and I think it will give us insight into what we're sharing matter of fact as you come into chapter number 5 coming out of chapter number 4 we see as Paul summarizes at the end of chapter 4 he who has delivered over he who was delivered over because of our transgressions and was raised because of our justification Jesus Christ was delivered over because of our sin. Jesus Christ was delivered over because of our transgressions. And he was delivered over so that he might rise again, that he might, through the resurrection, allow us to be declared just before a holy God. And for you and I, as we think about this time of the year, there is no greater gift, there is no greater... um, thought that we could possibly have than to understand that the whole reason behind this time of the year that is celebrated is everything that Jesus Christ did for us matter of fact we know even the Old Testament prophets in Isaiah and and in Micah Micah prophesying exactly to the location that Jesus would be born as he spoke of Bethlehem Ephrata in chapter 5 of Micah in verse number 2 is to the location that this one would be born. And so as we think about that all, and we contemplate all of that, and, and I know during this time of the year we get caught up in all of the busyness and all of the, uh, of the wantonness and all of those things that transpire, but what we're taking from this place today and taking to the community of Gonzales is the very reason that you and I meet here in this place week after week. 
spend time studying the word of God and spend time as we consider ourselves as a believer in Jesus Christ and what that actually means we've been going through the book of Colossians and one of the things that Paul writing to the church at Colossians for them to understand and realize the significance of Jesus Christ and who he is and there is no one else there is no other way to the Father. There is no other way to heaven. There is no other way to experience eternity and the fullness of eternity except through Jesus Christ. And Paul writing to the church at Rome as we come to chapter number 5 as he summarizes and he leaves chapter 4 and he drops into chapter 5. And you see that first word, therefore. You know, anytime you see that word, therefore, the scripture you wonder sometimes what's it there for well one of the things that Paul is going to do here is verse 1 of chapter 5 actually summarizes for us the entire argument of chapters 1 through chapter 4 and it is there for us to see and for us to contemplate and and to consider as Paul writes he says therefore having been justified by faith we're justified by faith and and nothing else Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and verse 9 for by grace are you saved through faith it's a gift of God it's it's not of works it's not anything that you and I could ever do and understanding and realizing that this relationship that we have with God the Father through Jesus Christ comes as a result of faith and that faith in our lives in the finished work of Jesus Christ and understanding what the gospel is and understanding completely the, the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Understanding all of that that encompasses and surrounds the gospel. How important that is for us to understand and consider and to realize that when it comes to our own relationship. And it's difficult if we don't fully have a grasp of it ourselves. How in the world can we share it with those around us? I know sometimes folks think, well... I'm not a theologian, I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't I don't know how to have a conversation with somebody concerning my own relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you a believer? If you're a believer, what happened in your life? Where were you saved from? What have you been saved to? What what is what is your story? How did you come to faith in Jesus Christ? What took place in your own life that brought you to this place? And Paul goes on to say, and we have peace with God. That peace with God, not the peace of God, but the peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And notice he just further substantiates that in verse number one. The only way that you can have that relationship with the Father is through Jesus Christ is the only way. And you and I sit here in this place and in this building, we sit here with the truth, the truth of the gospel. And my dear friend, one of the things that we need to understand today is the world that's out there needs to hear the truth of the gospel. And since we have the truth of the gospel, we have a responsibility as well as to share that gospel with those around us. Not just through words, but also the way that we live our life each and every day. Let me ask you a question today. Where, what is your confidence? Your, your, your confidence as a believer are you confident in your own heart and life about your relationship with Jesus Christ? What's it based on? What do you base that confidence on? Where's it based? Is it based solely on an experience that you might have had? 
Is it based on some emotion or is it based on the fact that Jesus Christ was put to death for our sins and raised again that we might be declared just that we see at the end of chapter number four? So where's your confidence at today? Is your confidence in the truth of Scripture? Is your confidence in the truth of understanding and realizing that that relationship is based solely on faith? Accepting Jesus Christ for who he is? The finished work of Jesus Christ on the the cross of Calvary? For the promise of the word of God? That if we come before him, understanding and realizing that we're a sinner, and we confess our sins and repent of our sins before him understanding all of that that takes place that our salvation is not based upon an experience per se it's not based upon emotion it is based upon the promise of the word of God and that's in the finished work of Jesus Christ have peace with God what did Paul mean by having peace with God what is the significance of understanding that we have peace with God It means to be in a relationship with God in which all the hostility caused by sin has been removed. It's gone. When you drop down to verse number 8, but God commends or demonstrates His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We were an enemy of God. But because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, And we place our trust and faith in him. All the hostility then is removed. And now we can have that peace with God that is so important and so critical. And to understand and realize the significance of that relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. So it's not based on emotion. It is not based on an experience per se. But it is based on the fact that Jesus Christ is the only way. You know, the believer's joy, when you look down at verse number 2, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice or exult in hope of the glory of God, to rejoice in it, to rejoice and to understand what that means. You know, the believer's joy, you know, we talk about that all the time. What, having that joy, having, having to be able to rejoice in our lives as a believer. But let me ask you a question. What does, that, what does that really mean? When we understand and we think about what Paul is writing here, here in verse number 2, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. Have you ever thought about that grace? Have you, ever, have, have you ever considered that grace? Have you, ever, have you ever considered what that grace actually means? Have you ever considered that the grace of God himself that was bestowed in a, and we're allowed to be a recipient of that grace came as a free gift from God? Absolutely nothing that we could ever do to earn it. And aren't you thankful today that we didn't have to clean ourselves up and come to some place and come to some point that we might become halfway worthy that that God might bestow his grace upon us? Verse 8 of chapter number 5, but God proved or commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
He loved us when we were his enemy. That's what, that's what grace is about. You know, I, I know we come up with all these acronyms for these words, which are, are kind of amazing to me. But just to consider the magnitude of grace. Here's the magnitude of grace. Absolutely, you get a, as a gift from God himself what you do not deserve simply because he loved you. It's called grace. This afternoon, we're going to leave here. We're going to go hand cups out. You know who we're going to hand cups out? To the crowds that's at this parade. And here's the thing about those that are there. We don't know when we take that cup from our hand and place it into the hand of someone else what may be taking place there behind that cup. But I'll tell you something. God does. God knows exactly what is going to take place. In verse 3, Paul writes, And not only this, but we also rejoice or exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance or patience. And this perseverance or patience, proven character, and proven character, hope. And I love verse number 5, And hope does not disappoint it doesn't disappoint. Why? Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts or shed abroad within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Do you see that? Do, do, you, do, do, you, do you catch that? I mean, the magnitude of, of, of verse number 5, that hope doesn't disappoint I don't know about you, but every day in my life, and I know things get difficult, things get tough. I couldn't imagine standing in Mayfield, Kentucky today. In just a matter of just a few, just a couple of minutes, I mean, you go from having everything there to now all of a sudden it's just flattened. Those are difficult times. But what about our hope who is our hope in today? What are we taking out of this building today into Gonzales? Is it, a, is it a hope that is steadfast? Is it a hope that is secure? Is it a confident hope that we have in Jesus Christ and that Jesus Christ can do above anything that we could ever ask or think? That Jesus Christ can change the hearts and lives of individuals regardless of who they may be, what their stature in life is, what their calling in life may be? My dear friend, listen to me. We need to get to the point that we understand this, that it's God's grace and it is by faith in Jesus Christ alone and he can accomplish and do in a heart and life what you and I could never do. There's only one way that happens. And that's for us to be involved in what God is doing. And this love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. What allows us to go do this? What allows us as believers to leave this place and, and to go out and, and do what we're getting ready to do this afternoon? It's called the fruit of the Spirit. Paul said if you walk in the Spirit or if you live in the Spirit, then walk in the Spirit. It should be something that we do. It should be a part of our lives and who we are. And when you consider the fruit of the Spirit today, it's love, joy, peace. That's the first three. 
Did you notice what the first one was? It was love. You know, I think sometimes we have heard so much, and we've heard it over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, even Peter talked about this. Where is the promise of his coming? You've been talking about it for years, and guess what? Life still continues on every day just as it always has. My dear friend, listen to me. What the world needs to understand and what they need to hear today and be able to have someone share with judgment is coming the clock is ticking i would imagine that those who were in the path of that tornado went to bed that night thinking they're going to get up the next day and life was going to be just like it always is and something happened something changed you see we never know from one day to the next when our life is going to be over Are we prepared? Are we ready for that day? Are we ready ready for that time when it comes? And I know people say this all the time. Well, you know what? (laughs) You're awful narrow-minded. Matter of fact, you sure are mighty exclusive. My dear friend, please listen to me. The truth of the matter of this is this. It is narrow. Matter of fact, Jesus himself speaking about this road there's only two roads and there's two gates and there's only two destinations and i hate to tell you this but the scripture says that the road is narrow and it also says something else about that road and it says in few there be that find it and it's a straight road and and the gate that that road goes through my dear friend is the only one that leads into the presence of god throughout all of eternity but here's what Jesus also said, he said, but the other road is wide. And guess what? Many there are that go in thereat. And that's the road that leads to destruction. That's the road that leads to an eternal separation from God throughout all of eternity. And so when we think about this and we consider this, the hope that is inside of us, the confidence that we have let me ask you a question do you have absolute confidence in jesus christ that he can do in an individual's life what only he can i do i'm gonna tell you something i look at one in the mirror every day you know i've shared this before there was not a bigger critic of of church or the scripture or of god or the things of god than i was matter of fact I'm not proud of this okay but it didn't matter what it was taught it didn't matter where it was preached from that's out of context that's interpreted wrong that's not right and the list goes on and on and on and on and on but I will tell you this God changed my heart and he changed my heart through Jesus Christ so if you're here today has your heart been changed by Jesus Christ if it has let me ask you a simple question wouldn't you want to share that with those around you and not just through words but also through action you know it's only when that forgiveness that comes from a holy God is accepted by faith is that relationship completed and reconciliation takes place you ready for this god's part's finished 
And our part's a matter of individual decision. Look at verse 7 through verse 11. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God proves or demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we'll, or we, sh we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also rejoice or exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Totally the work of God through Jesus Christ. You see, this reconciliation is the removal of the enmity that stands between people and God. And are you ready for this? Every one of us in this auditorium, if you're a believer today, we should be involved in the ministry of reconciliation. And I know you've heard me talk about this over and over and over again. But I think it bears repeating. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I want you to notice verse 14 and verse 15, and then we're going to go over to... Verse 20 and verse 21. Verse 14, For the love of Christ controls us or constrains us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, so that they who lived might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. And then look down at verse 20 and verse 21. Therefore, we're ambassadors. Guess what we're going to do today? <laughs> you ready? Here's what we're going to do today. We're going out as ambassadors. How many of y'all ready to be an ambassador? Huh? I hope you are. That's what we're going to do. We're going to be ambassadors. Well, are we going to be ambassadors of Ascension Baptist Church, or are we going to be ambassadors of Jesus Christ? Ooh, that's not a trick question. <laughs> Don't worry, okay? What if I told you both? Huh? But first and foremost of Jesus Christ. Ascension Baptist Church, we'd love for you to come so you can hear the word of God. And if you need to make a decision in your heart and life, then you're able to do so. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. It's though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. But I love verse 21. Here's the reason. He made him who knew no sin to be sin, what? On our behalf. So that we might become, wow, watch this. So that we might become the what? The righteousness of God in him. You do you understand the magnitude of that? 
You are dead in your trespasses and sin. But God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God through who? Through Jesus Christ. See, do you understand and realize today that when we stand before a holy God, you, we, we don't stand there in our own accord. The scripture says very clearly that our righteousness is as filthy rags. So which righteousness is it that when we stand before a holy God is seen there? It's the righteousness of Christ. My dear friend, we have so much. I, you know, I, we have so much. You know, I was listening to the, I was watching the words of the song that Andrea sang this morning. Breath of heaven is Mary. And I'm just, I'm thinking about this time of the year and the magnitude of what this time of the year signifies. Is all of the emphasis over the next couple of weeks is going to be centered around Jesus Christ and his birth. And my dear friend, that's, that is wonderful that we celebrate his birth. But if all he had done was to have been born and not died and rose again, as the scripture said, then you and I would still be hopeless today. But it's what his birth brought. It brought that earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. It put into motion the very redemptive plan of God himself. When Jesus Christ came to dwell among us here on the face of the earth, God with us, Emmanuel. And he walked here on the face of the earth during his earthly ministry, knowing and understanding where he was headed. Jesus Christ knew he was going to die. It was the only way it could be. It had to be that way. Because it had to be a once final sinless sacrifice. Not that would cover the sin of man, but that would remove the sin of man. And my dear friend, when you and I understand that, our sin has been removed as far as the east is from the west. Prior to Jesus Christ, the sacrifices, the hundreds of sacrifices that were made year after year, all it did was just call into remembrance that continual sin. It was never removed, simply covered. But Jesus Christ, who came and died, and is seated at the right hand of the Father today, making intercession for you and I. What a story. What an event. What an account that we have. So today, we have the opportunity to go. What I want us to do this morning, we're going to have a time of invitation, and here's what I want us to do this morning. I want us to pray about where we're going. I want us to pray about the cups that we're going to hand over to individuals that through this, as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, that we might have the opportunity to see lives changed today. Let's stand together. Brother Red's going to come lead us. And here's what I want you to do while, I tell you what, we're not going to sing this morning. We'll just have Miss Jenny play, Brother Red. We won't sing. While Miss Jenny's playing, here's what I want us to do. I want us to pray over what's going to take place when we leave this building in these grounds today. I want us to pray over those cups that are going to be handed out, that God would use them for his glory and for his honor. Not for us. Not for us to get our name in lights. Yeah, our name's on the cups. 
so they know where we are and who we are, but for the sole purpose that Jesus Christ would receive all the honor and the glory. Amen? And so as Miss Jenny plays, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to ask you just to, to pray silently for a few moments as, as Jenny plays, but I want you to specifically pray this morning over the cups that will be handed out this afternoon and the conversations that we will have. Father, we place this time now into your hands. Father, may your will be done in every heart and life that's here today. And we ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake. It's Miss Jenny Place when we pray over all those cups. can be seated for just a moment it's the part of our worship where we give back to the lord through our tithes and offerings the ushers will pass the place but if you have given online i pray that you pray about your gift that you've already given this week as a part of your worship you can text right now through our app you can um, mail it in if you're watching at home there's many different ways there's five different ways to give join me as we pray father god in heaven Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity and the blessings that you have given to us, Father. That through worship, we can give back to you, Father. And it's an act of worship. Father, I pray right now as each one gives this morning, Father God, that you would bless that beyond measure for your kingdom's namesake, Father God. And Father, for the ministries of this church to use it, Father God, for your glory. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right, let's all stand. We'll be dismissed in a word of prayer. Uh, it's going to be kind of quick out of here. The parade starts at 1 o'clock. All of those who are serving at the parade uh, will be participating there at the parade. Um, there is uh, some sandwiches over here next door that you can grab as you get the cups as you head out the door. All right? So we need to get on uh, to our locations and get out there. I'm going to shut up, okay, uh, so that we can get out of here, Miss Sandra. No services here tonight. None. Okay? No services here tonight. Uh, we'll be doing that uh, this afternoon. All right? Thank you for reminding me. All right. Let's be dismissed in a word of prayer, and, uh, and we'll go. All right? Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have now to go from this place. And as we do, Father, may we carry the truth of the gospel with us. May we share it with those we will come in contact with this afternoon. May you be honored and glorified through everything that takes place. Keep us safe. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed.